Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I've got a cracker of an episode lined up for you. Tonight, I have Jay joining me, and he's had an amazing UFO encounter in the hills around Adelaide. Now, what makes Jay's encounter so fantastic is that the UFO he saw was only 30 meters above him and he is able to give us some great detail about what he saw. But before we get into that, let's talk about the iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews. As you know, each week I read out a new 5-star review that's left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review read out, simply jump on iTunes and leave a 5-star review and let me know what you enjoy about the show and I might just read it on the next episode. Now, this one comes all the way from the US and it's titled I Dig It by Tennis Justice. I dig this podcast a lot. The stories are well selected and the show flows well. It's great hearing stories from Australia and compare them to US sightings. So thanks for writing in. And finally, if you want to chat to other listeners of the show, simply jump on Facebook and search for the Believe Paranormal and UFO Listener Community. And join nearly 200 other listeners in some great paranormal and UFO discussions. So if you're interested in that, I'll leave some links for that in the show notes. But enough of me talking, let's get into Jay's amazing encounter. Tonight I'm joined by Jay and Jay has had quite an amazing UFO encounter in the hills just outside of Adelaide all the way back in 2006. Jay, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Mate, do you mind taking us back to the start of this encounter? because? When you were telling me about it a little bit earlier, it is absolutely fascinating. So, um, yeah, if you don't mind, could you go back to the start and kind of just give me a little bit of a retelling? Okay. Um, so, it, 
it was probably about 2006, 2007. It was, it was a fair few years ago now. Um, me and two other friends uh, that I had, we, I guess, at the start of the night out, and I think one of them may have only just got their license. So it was the cool thing to do to go drive through the hills. Um, we stopped off at this uh, lookout, which I think um, is near Inglewood. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but I think that's the general area. If anyone in Adelaide is listening, if they know where that is, it should give them some idea. Um, but yeah, we were in the look at the lookout, and uh, we were talking. We noticed this light that was kind of in the in the tree line. It was kind of hidden amongst the trees. We looking at it, you would think that it was either in the trees or it was in the sky beyond the trees further further on and to start off with we'd noticed it and we thought it was a bit odd but we didn't really think too much about it it was just kind of one of those things where maybe it's a reflection of headlights or uh, it could be really anything so we didn't really notice it but what, what what we did start to notice is after about five or ten minutes it just never went it kind of started moving around and you know next thing you know it kind of it was kind of rising up so we got the feeling like yeah, this is actually in the sky and maybe it's not a reflection of something, maybe this is actually a thing and it wasn't acting like a plane. So that's when it started to take our interest. Um, anyway, we kind of flashed our lights at it because I guess my friend was trying to get a reaction from it or something and uh, it didn't really do anything, but it, was, it got a little bit higher and higher in the sky and I, me personally, being the way I am, I freaked out. I'm like, look, I don't like this. I want to go. <laughs> so we ended up driving uh, back towards the suburbs, or at least that's what we were going to do. And then my friend's like, nah, nah, I've got to see what that was. We're turning back. So against my wishes, I suppose, they turned the car back. And we, so probably about five minutes up the road, um, we came across a whole lot of, whole lot of paddocks. It's kind of out in that kind of area. And to my right, I was on the back seat. To, to my right, there was this paddock that was kind of, there was trees in front of it. And I, I just remember seeing what, for all intents and purposes, was a ship. It was, it was hovering about 50 feet in the air. Um, it was silent. Um, it, it was kind of diamond shaped and it had kind of silver. It was kind of like predominant color was silver. It was, it was a metallic object but it had red framing and it was very bright. And obviously I'm in the back like, nah, this is just too much to even, you know, even consider seeing, you know. So I, I really wanted to go. Um, I, my friend was, you know, trying to actually restart the car, but the electrics in the car started faulting and they it, it took him actually a while to start the car again. So as you can imagine being stuck in the middle of the, in the middle of the hills, looking at this really strange flying object of some sort, silently hovering, uh, we were. It was a very surreal um, experience. It was very strange. Um, when he finally got got the uh, car going, I think we just all like, "No, nah, we're going." Like this is just weird. So as we drove back, um, we came back from. There's a main road that enters into Saint Agnes. Is if any listeners know where that is. Um, so we're heading back there and we saw three helicopters fly in the direction of what we'd just seen. Um, 
and it was, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where we spent the rest of the night just drawing pictures of it and, like, talking to each other about it, about what we, you know, what is it? It was silent. We were even saying that the helicopters were further away than the ship that, I can only call it a ship, I can, it's, that's the sense of what it was, that we saw, and yet they were making more noise than that was. And we were just completely spun out, and, yeah, it was an absolutely surreal experience. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing there, Jay. And what's really interesting about your encounter there is it's not just you that saw it. You have two other people that can, I guess, back up what you've seen. Yeah, well, um, I mean, one, one of the friends is kind of, I, I don't have much contact with anymore, but, yeah, I mean, the guy that I do still speak to, um, I mean, he, he was even, any time I bring it up, he just he just goes, yeah, it trips him out too. He's, he, because um, he was, saying to me, I spoke to him the other day and he was just saying how hard it was to get his car restarted and he was you know, really putting on the gas and stuff and nothing worked and you know, it, it's just it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I guess it's a shared experience we have now but yeah, I, I, I don't even know um, how to explain to people exactly what I saw because it's just one of those things where you never expect to see something like that and when I tell people that I know, like I tell family and tell friends, they kind of, it's like they get it, but they don't get it, like, because they weren't there. So it's a, it's a really, um, it's a hard thing to, like, express, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that's one of the, the, the common traits that I have with people who come on the show is that it's it's usually something really, really difficult to talk about, to uh, close friends or, or, or family just because if you haven't really had one of these encounters, it's um, it's pretty hard to, I guess, relate to. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what people take from what I'm saying, you know, but it's, it's just one of those things where um, especially, I mean, the first, the first thing we saw, I could write that off as anything, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't have um, walked away from having seen the first light and said, yep, definitely saw something. I would have, you know, it would have been a bit skeptical. It was just when we saw it the second time uh, that, yeah, it was, it was mind boggling. It was just, I mean, I don't, I don't like to assume what I saw because I, I don't know, this could be some sort of test flight thing. My only problem is why would they be doing that in Adelaide, you know what I mean? Why would you, uh, you know, little old Adelaide, Adelaide and they're testing out secret technology. I kind of find that hard to grapple with. So what we actually saw, I I have no idea. All I know is it, it's the airborne machinery of a very large size that is not acting in any way that I'm aware that it should be able to act. So um it's just crazy, you know. And you said this happened in the hills around Adelaide. How far away from the main city of Adelaide uh, would did this actually happen? Oh, uh, from the actual city, it was a, it's a fair while. Um, it's 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 kind of like the outskirts of the northeastern suburbs. So, uh, if if you're talking about in the city centre, probably maybe half an hour away. Uh, but but from it from the suburbs is about ten minutes. It's probably about a, a ten minute drive from St Agnes 
being being the main point because I remember us re-entering from the St Agnes, uh, like right past the St Agnes petrol station. There's a pub there and stuff. We kind of re-entered from there, so it was about ten minutes from there. So ten minutes outside of what you'd consider suburbia. But the thing is with Adelaide is our suburbs. <laughs> it's like you only need to go five minutes out of the main suburb to get right out to basically the country. Just the way that our um our state is. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't that far out, but at the same time, there weren't exactly a whole ton of people around either. It was still somewhat secluded, if that makes sense. Do you know if there's any military bases or anything like that around that area? Considering that you did see these three helicopters, and I know it was probably pretty dark at at the time when you saw them, but did you notice if the uh, the helicopters had any type of markings on them? Could you tell if they were, um, let's say, uh, military based or anything like that? Um, see, I remember having these conversations, you know, with, with my friends about what kind of helicopters they might have been. I mean, we knew they weren't police helicopters because they'd be quite, even though it was dark, you can see they, they, they're, they're usually white and they usually have the blue on them from usually. So we didn't think it was anything like that. We didn't know whether they were military. We were trying to figure that out ourselves. Um, they didn't have spotlights on or anything, so I don't think they were searching for anything on the ground or anything. But, yeah, we couldn't make out what kind of helicopters they necessarily were. We just kind of knew what they weren't doing, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, as for, as for military bases, I'm not aware of there being one there. I mean, I, as far as I know, the closest is actually um, probably might even be halfway hour away in Elizabeth. So. Um, I'd be surprised to learn if there is a military base anywhere around there. I'm I'm not sure. And where? But, what yeah. about the city airport? Is that anywhere close to this? No, no, no. Uh, completely opposite direction. Um, yeah, I don't even think. Yeah, the nearest, probably even small airport, probably half an hour away as well. So, yeah, there there should be no reason for. I mean. There should be no reason for helicopters in the area without any reason, especially three flying together. Like, I, I, I see no reason why that, that should have necessarily happened if not for something strange going on that is, you know, a little bit out of the ordinary. There was, if I guess if the, the airport's that far away and if there's any bases that are, I guess, about an equal distance in, in time, in, in travel distance, um, they were obviously aware of what this this craft was, or or at least aware that it was in the area. Yeah, um, I can I can only imagine so, and that that's the thing because as soon as we saw it, because I'm trying to, it was probably about a 15 minute difference between us seeing it and us seeing helicopters flying towards it. Oh, that's so, pretty quick. Yeah, well, it must have been pretty quick because. We so as we left from the direction of St Agnes and headed towards our area, which for, for listeners was towards Modbury. In between that and Modbury, actually not, not even that far, like maybe two minutes in the direction of Modbury, so moving east, I suppose. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my directions, but it was, it was like two two minutes away from us re-entering the suburb. We see the helicopters fly over us in the direction that of what we saw on the hills. So I can only imagine it 
that they were aware of it around about when we were. Yeah, okay. So, so um, now I think of the first place we saw it when we stopped. So we were at, so there was a lookout. I know that there is a property near that lookout, like somebody lives there. It's quite a large property. I'm not sure whether it's, there's, there's farming going on there. I'm really not sure. But whether somebody from there made some sort of authority known, I, I can't say. Um, I, I can only I can only speculate as to anything like that, you know. Um, but I mean, I'm figuring that even though it's fairly secluded, the chances that someone else saw it and made someone else aware is probably is probably a, a chance of that. I got a couple of questions because I'm starting to piece a couple of things together here, and I'm starting to wonder if you actually had a bit of lost time or anything like that. Because ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If these helicopters were as far as away as we um, as we think they were, do you think you potentially um, have a have maybe missed a bit of time? It's kind of funny you say that. Um, I mean, because I have had you know the guy that I'm still in contact with, Andrew. Um, I should just use his name for now on. It'd be easier to refer to him that way. Um, but he had. Said that he wondered whether it was possible that that might have happened. The reason he said is how quickly everything unraveled afterwards, and the fact that he his intention was to stick and look at it and actually investigate this thing. But as far as we recollect, we were just like, as soon as we saw it, we were like, oh, okay, got time to go. You know what I mean? So to him, it always felt like it was just kind of weird. You know, that he would see this thing that he, you know, that everybody on some level would kind of dreams to see. And all he remembers is the messing up and then us going as soon as we possibly could. Yeah, because we were talking a little bit earlier and you said that some of the things that you remember that your, your friend didn't remember and kind of vice versa because you weren't, uh, you didn't really remember that the car didn't start correctly. No, I didn't remember that at first. Um, it, I mean, the, the only thing we all remember perfectly is the shape and the general look of, of the craft. Um, I didn't remember that it stopped and it stalled. Um, I was actually surprised to learn it. But then again, in my head, say, I was in the back of the car and I was absolutely terrified. I was just... And, I'm not. I'm not like a shrinking violet either. I'm not the kind of person where I scare easy. But I was ready to go as soon as I saw it. I'm like, nah. I don't know what this is, and if it is what it potentially what it looks like, you know, I don't want to know. Like, I want to know, but I don't want to know. You know what I mean? 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those paradoxes of uh, do I do I look behind the curtain or not? So in in saying that, did you did you feel in danger, or was it just really the fear of the unknown of I guess what the situation was? Yeah, I think it was more the situation. I there was nothing about its manner that that appeared threatening as such. Um, yeah, it wasn't doing anything that I thought, okay, this is an imminent threat, but I knew that I was seeing something that I wasn't meant to be seeing. Um, <laughs> I'm actually getting a bit funny to talk about. It. Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it, it was definitely something that I just wasn't meant to be seeing. It, it, it's just one of those things where, and if you know that you see something that you're not meant to, there's just that instinctive, oh, okay, there's some sort of, trouble this is you don't get this for free you know what i mean so um i think that was a fear it's like okay there is going to be this is going to mean something there is going (laughs) you know what i mean like there's going to be a a balancing to this some i don't know whether i'm going to be trouble with people who own whatever this is or i didn't know so i i was just like nah this is this is too far down the rabbit hole for me right now that's a, that's a really good way of putting that, actually, because that kind of leads to the next question of, did you ever, was there any kind of um, repercussions of what you saw? Did um did anyone make contact with you or anyone that, I guess, may have been trying to find out information or anything like that? Uh, no. Um, no, no. We, we hadn't heard from any, anybody about any of it. Um, I, I mean, we've, we've kind of struggled to even, it's, it's one of those things where, I, th- I think the assumption is people just don't believe you anyway. So I, yeah. I mean, when we told family, they were kind of, they didn't know how to even take what we were saying to them. I don't think they, I mean, they know like what my parents and siblings and stuff, they know that I'm not just coming out with crap, but they would wonder whether it was like a mistaken identity, whether I saw something that was different. But I think, what they don't realise is how close we were to it. The fact that it wasn't that high in the sky. It's not like you're looking at something that's, you know, 40,000 feet in the air and you're trying to pick out what it is. It's not quite like that. It was really not that high. It was, we've got to see like details on this thing. Um, so can we talk a little bit about that? I guess the, the details that you did see on this craft, because. You did say earlier that it was only about 50 feet above you, which I I think that's about 30 metres or so. So that's that's really not that high above you. No, no. Um, see, with me, uh, with heights and distances, the only way I can judge them is to say, okay, it's probably about five times the height of a basketball ring. That's, that's kind of how I, when I was looking at it and trying to capture, that's kind of how I was, you know, that's kind of how I was thinking of it to try to figure out how high this thing was. But um, it had kind of metallic plating, so uh, like a, it had a silver metallic undercarriage, and it was seeing these lights that I think were coming from. Uh, this is a while ago, so I'm really done. I'm really reaching back. Um, it kind of came from these like indentations. Yeah, so it was beaming light. It was very bright. It was kind of diamond shaped um so it had a silver and metallic undercarriage with like clear separation in the plate down the bottom of, of the carriage 
and it had red, it was kind of had a red outline around the diamond shape, like kind of like red barring on it. Um, yeah, it was, so we saw it mainly from the side, but kind of beneath. Does that make sense? So Yeah, kind of on like a bit of a 45 degree angle. Yeah, yeah. 40, 45 degree angle around about to my right. And yeah, so because it was only lit on the top, so it's on the bottom, we couldn't really see much of the top. But from the bottom, we could just see what it looked like. Yeah, it, it, it's funny to compare it to, but it, I, I, this is probably going to be a weird comparison. But it, you took, it looked like almost the shape of a stingray from the bottom. Does that make sense? Like what a stingray looks like from the bottom? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of how it looks in shape and with the indentations of the light. It's, it's how I compare it. You know? It was, um, yeah, really, really just crazy to see that. Did you see any, um, I guess, windows or anything like that that may have alluded that this was a piloted Kind of craft? No, we didn't see anything like that. Um, no, we didn't see any windows. Uh, the top, I can only kind of imagine what the top of the craft was because we never actually saw from any angle that you could see that, and that wasn't lit. So, yeah, um, and it was so bright from the bottom that it probably kind of you know, like probably made the top harder to see. If that makes sense. So, yeah. It was, um, so you're saying that the, the bottom of the craft was incredibly bright and there, there wasn't really much that you could see, but could you hear anything from that distance? Because you said you couldn't hear it when it was far away, but when it was closer, was there any sound coming off it? Was there, was it even generating any heat or anything that kind of made its presence felt there apart from the fact that you could obviously see it? No, there was, there was no sound, absolutely no sound, no hum. Uh, Nothing. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, when we heard the helicopters that were obviously much higher than this thing come past, we, we remarked, you know, this is a lot louder than, but we, it had no, no sound. And it had, in its, it had a lack of movement too. It was fixed in the air. So it was, it was quite strange in that way. No sound, no movement. Um, it's even hard to say it was hovering because you expect a certain buoyancy and almost a, a like a certain amount of it riding a, riding the air to hover. It wasn't yeah. even doing that. Yeah, it right. was just sitting there dead straight the whole time. And yeah, it's, it's very strange. And it, that strange kind of holds a, an essence of its own eeriness in itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's, I think that might even be why I freaked out so much because, I mean, looking at the shape of the craft, it's one of those things where I guess we have a lot of precedent for that looking kind of thing in kind of like science fiction stuff. So it's not so far out of the realms of human imagination that a person could have made this in that sense. But it's actions, lack of sound, basically fixed in the sky. Um, that's what kind of spooked me and made me think, okay, this is, might be a bit more than just, you know, something they're testing. Like, it might be something else 
entirely, which is uh, uh, really freaked me out. You know, I'm going to ask you a bit of a loaded question here, Jay. But so you you don't think that's earth made, do you? You don't think that's man made? I mean, I've struggled yeah, to, in my own mind, figure out what I even think on that on that level because it's almost like I don't want to jump to the conclusion. Um, I mean. It, there's pros and cons on both sides. I mean, it, it's easy enough to say, okay, what would aliens, of all things, be doing in the Adelaide Hills? You know, it, it kind of, I look at that and I go, well, why? You know, at the same time, why would they be testing obscure kind of military equipment out there either? Um, well, I mean, all, all I can say is it's not doing it wasn't acting in a way that i'm aware that we have any technology even close to doing we don't if 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 planes could just stick in the middle of the sky like that i think they'd find purposes for it but no it, it was um my my gut feeling is that it was something else it probably wasn't made here but its purpose and reason for doing what it was doing, I really can't even imagine. So, you know, they might have interests there that don't make sense to sense to me. I I don't know, but um, very strange, very strange. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a that's a really good point that you make there. Is that no one really knows the purpose of why anyone really sees these these craft at any point in time because. Every person's experience is different. Every person's experience is unique. Um, and it's great to have people like you on the show who have, um, who've had experiences that are completely different to anything that I've ever heard before because no one I've spoken to has really had an account of where the, this UFO would have been 30 meters above them. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say half the time when it comes to this because it's just, I even I, at times, like, I mean, obviously I go, it's, it's been so long. I mean, I think 13 years now. You kind of forget about it and you go along with your life and you don't really think about it. And then every so often when I meet up with my friends, you might just bring it up. You know, you, you were seeing that. And... It, it's just such a crazy thing that happened. I, I feel a little bit like it's a little bit of a blessing to have seen it because it's like a little bit of a door open to something more is going on, you know, whether it be even outside or something else. So we've seen that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where even when I talk about it, I feel like it's like, how can this be true? You know what I mean? How, how can, how can I have seen this? But, you know, all I can say is a bit, and no, I, I just wish I could get um, Andrew on the show to have his version of it and tell you what he remembers. Because I'm sure he remembers more things that I don't. Um, I was I was quite petrified of it. So yeah, this is crazy. Look, Jay, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing that encounter with us because, like I said, that's that's incredibly unique. I haven't heard anything like that, and just the fact that you had two other people there with you that could collaborate your story is simply amazing. It's, it's something that a lot of people don't get the chance to, to do. And the fact that you had a group of people there with you to, to experience this with is it's kind of amazing. Hmm. 
yeah, it's one of these things where um, <laughs> I, I just, it's almost like I have to pinch myself about the, the fact that I experienced this, you know, because um, it's so odd, just so really odd. And even though it's amazing and it's, it's all these other things, it's also like it's become a fact of my life, if you know what I mean. So it's just like in some way I've normalised the fact that this happened in in the 13 years since. It's just become it's, as amazing it is, as it is when I really pick it apart. In another way, it's just become another experience that I've had. So it's just it's really the funny thing to talk about. I've, I haven't actually talked at length about this um, since it happened, really, to anyone other than the friends that I experienced it with and the occasions where I have tried to broach the fact with people around me who not really grasped exactly what I'm saying. So, yeah, it's, um, it's good to be on here and to be able to share it. And, Hopefully, um, somebody can take something from this and maybe they've experienced similar or, yeah. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.